Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello and welcome to Wondering to Gdansk Extra. Now, Wolves are through to the group stage of the Europa League. This is the proper one now. Yes, we've had all the qualifications. Yes, we had that great doubleheader against Torino, but this is where it really starts. This is where that road to Gdansk really starts. This is the group stage of the Europa League. And the Wolves have got the three Bs, Besiktas, Braga and Bratislava. Well, it is Slava and Bratislava, but, you know, it's nice having that alliteration with the three Bs. Uh, so what can it be like for Wolves in this group stage. What can we expect from these three teams? You might remember on the first episode of our Europe series for Wondering to Gdansk, we spoke to Andy Brassel, who's a European football journalist for many places, such as The Guardian and TalkSport, but you also may know him from the Football Ramble Daily, from the show with Andy and Jules, and also on their Europe show on the continent. And I caught it with Andy again, and he gave me the lowdown on our opponents in the group stage and what to expect. Enjoy. Just starting off with uh, Besiktas then, obviously probably the, the hardest team in the group on paper for Wolves. What what can we expect from this side? What kind of playing style? What could um, what would be their game, as it were? Yeah, I guess we're learning really all, all, all about Besiktas and, uh, and what we can expect from them because uh, it's all new. Senor uh, Gunesh, their very experienced coaches who won two titles with them in successive years has, has, has moved on to become coach of the Turkish national team. So uh, Abdullah Avji, who was formerly coach of Badik Shahir, who did a great job with them, who uh, took them to the brink of winning the league title um, last season and those challenges the season before, um, he's come in. Um, but no one really in Turkey has got a huge amount of money to throw around at the moment. You find most transfers in uh, tend to be... Um, Loans or, or freeze. Um, all the wages wages can be high, but they're generally quite incentivised. Um, so there are a couple of interesting additions to Bijiktas. I suppose um, Premier League watchers will slightly know George Kevin and Kudu, who um, sporadically played for, for for Tottenham over the last couple of years. He's, he's come in and gives them a bit of pace from the flanks. And uh, Victor Ruiz, who's a really good Spanish centre-back, has, has come in as well. But, you know, we always talk about defenders and how they need to take time to 
adapt in the Premier League. I think you say the same about the Turkish Super League as well. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot rougher and tougher than people expect, and, and, and foreign players are often taken aback a little bit by just how how, how physical it is. Um, so it will take a, a, a bit of time to uh, to settle. Um, some of the more experienced players have, have, have moved on as well. Um, Gary Medell's gone, Ricardo Cordesma has gone across the city to Kazan Pachu as well. Uh, so th- they've started the season with the kind of unevenness that you would expect with Jintak. You know, this is a team uh, that has, has, has got plenty of good players. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, but in terms of uh, finding competitive 11, it's going to take them a little bit of time. I, I would argue they'll probably be a better team when it comes to the, the back end of the group stage um, than they will be at, at the start. So I, I would say if everything's still up in the air, the final group match at Molyneux would be a really, really interesting one. But maybe catching them in the, in the, in the second game of the group stage is, is, is probably quite a good thing. I mean, the, the highest they've reached is the quarterfinals in the competition. Did, would they set their sights on this to get not only far down the line, but to potentially win it? Um, I think they probably think that's a touch ambitious given the transition that, that they're undergoing at the moment. And it is a big transition. Can't overstate what a huge coach and what a huge leader uh, Senor Junius was for them. He was absolutely massive. So, um, you know, they, they, they know they're not in a position to, to go out and really uh, reconstruct the team. Um, of course, they'll be ambitious to, to, to get into the second stage and, and, and take it from there. Um, but bear in mind, you know, only one Turkish club ever has, has, has won uh, the European Trophy. It's Galatasaray in 2000, where they, when they beat Arsenal in the final. So it's a, it's a steep climb. Um, I, I guess for, for Wolves fans who are going to be on the road, though, uh, the away match will be something special because um, the, the position geographically that the, the stadium, the Vodafone Park, has in um, uh, Istanbul is absolutely tremendous. It's uh, in Dolmabache, right on the banks of the, the Bosphorus, on the, on the same site as the old Inernu. You know, very, very atmospheric, very noisy. Um, it's really something to be saved. I think this is the thing we talked about, didn't we, when we, the, the draw was made. You know, you want, as a Wolves fan, I think, to feel that you're actually in Europe and, and, and playing clubs with European histories. And by drawing Bajiktas and Braga, they've, they've really got that. I think Wolves have really got the best of both worlds because they're in a position where they're playing clubs of decent European stock. Yet they're also in a position where they've got a very, very good chance of, of getting out of the group and, and winning the group. When fans were doing their research of the teams when it was drawn, looking at Basic Task and looking at the, you know, the pictures of the pyro and the barras, uh, the barras, yeah. the, the, the banners in in Turkey, could it be quite an intimidating place to go for the away tie? Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be noisy. There's there's no doubt about it. Take earplugs, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's, it's it's one of those games to to to, to really be saving. Um, and and, and Bajiktas, they had their time out of Europe as well. They served the European ban relatively recently. So for them to be back in it, of course, having won the title two successive years, they prefer to be in the Champions League. Um, but to play good competition in, in Europe is a, 
is, is a big deal to them and, and they'll try and embrace these moments. The, the way they went out of Europe in the group stage last season was pretty glorious. And, um, you know, they, they, uh, they, they, they dropped a few clangers at home, especially against uh, Malmö, uh, a team that, you know, has far less resource than them. They, they, they should have done a lot better against. So, um, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be doing everything to, to do a bit better this time around. And look at the, the, the one of the other teams in the group, Braga, runners-up in uh, 2011. One of the things that fans found when they were doing the research on Braga is the fact that there seems to be a side of a mountain in one half of the stadium. What, now, this, this is one of the greatest stadiums any of you will, will ever visit. Um, it's, it's an incredible stadium, the stadium in of Braga. Um, it looks like it was built in an old quarry. Um, and it's designed to look like that. Um, I think the stadium cost 35 million to build, and nearly 25 million of that was rock extraction. So basically, you have two stands that hold 15,000 each, facing each other on the side of the pitch, and then behind both the goals, behind one you have what looks like a cliff face, and on the other you have a little hill. It's amazing, and when you're when you when you're in the stand, when you when you're in your your seats at the start of the game, you'll see there's this little walkway down the cliff face where people walk to to, to get in towards the ground. Depending on what side of the ground you're in, you might actually get to walk down it. Don't worry, no abseiling required. <laughs> okay. um, but but it's, it's it's absolutely fantastic. It's it's, it's one of the, the most unique grounds I can think of in, in, in European and world football. And as you say, David, they've got a real history. Uh, in, in Europe, both in, in, in the Champions League to a lesser extent, but mainly in, in Europa League. They're a team that's always challenging in the top uh, three or four in, in, in Portugal. For, for them, uh, there are two big changes this season. Again, the coach going, uh, Abel, who's very, very capable, um, but they didn't finish last season particularly well. At one point, they were in the genuine pop of the title. Um, I mean, I think always you have to bear in mind that only two years in the, in the history of Portuguese football of teams outside the big three of Porto's 14 and Benfica actually won the league in 1946 and 2001 uh, by Vista. so it's a very very big ask to ask a team that aren't one of that big three to, to, to go and win the league um, but it means they've got a new coach in uh, Ricardo Sapinto who uh, is Famous pugilist, really. He's uh, known for his short temper and getting into various scrapes uh, at various um, posts, both as a, a player and, and a coach. So, um, if, if I was one of his playing staff, I, I don't think I'd readily disagree with him. Right, okay. Um, I, I, the other big thing for them, and, and this is a really big thing, is they lost uh, Diego Sosa, their, their Portugal striker. Big guy, can hold the ball up very well. Um, good goal scorer as well. Very, very surprised actually that he, he uh, bottom half Premier League club in their cover. Um, but he ended up going to China in, in, instead. Um, they do have um, the, the return of uh, Andre Orta in midfield. So you've got both your Orta brothers uh, together there. There's, there's a lot of speed and creativity in, in this team. Um, but again, under a new coach, uh, very much like the Zutas, they're, they're finding their their style, they're finding the, the way they want to play. They've played a series of different formations in the, in the opening games of, of, of the league season. So 
Yeah, and I think Wolves facing them first up, especially at Molyneux, is no bad thing to One player that fans might have their eye on is Wallace, who's, I know, was on loan from Lazio. He was someone that was heavily linked with Wolves over the summer. Um, how has he been so far, or what kind of player could we could Wolves have perhaps missed out on or expect when we play them? He's not played yet. Ah, um, right, okay. He, he, only just, he only just signed a deadline. Um, uh, I mean, when he, when he was at his best at Monaco, he, he was brilliant for them in the, in, in the, in the Champions League. Um, but the thing is with Alessi, there's, there's always a big mistake in him. I, I mean, he's, he's got a lot that you would like as a, a centre-back. He's, he's big, he's imposing, he's quick, he snaps into the tackle. But every so often, concentration just goes... And for me, that's what stops him from being an absolute top-class centre-back. He's, he's a very good centre-back, um, but, yeah, th- th- he's gone back to driver for a reason, I think. I mean, he's been saying very clearly that it's not a step backwards. And, you know, Braga aren't complaining, like I said, to, to our back Andre Orta, who um, Orta didn't really work out for him uh, um, in, in Los Angeles and the second part of his spell at Benfica wasn't really good after a good start there. Um, so, you know, but players who come back to Braga after big moves are kind of coming back with the health between their legs. That doesn't mean there's, there's, there's no quality there. I mean, but I mean, the, the, the problem for them over the years, really, is what they've not been so good at. They're very good at trading players. They're very good at making the most of players who perhaps didn't make it elsewhere. But it's developing their own players that's been a, a, a difficulty. Now, if like people who watch Portugal at under-17, under-18, under-19 level um, have had their eye on a team count, um, a midfielder uh, for quite a long time. He's, he's 19 years old, loads of ability. If you YouTube him, you'll probably spend five minutes thinking he's, he's going to be the best player in the world in five years' time. So, but another uh, football manager... Gem, perhaps in the future. Yeah, football manager legend, exactly. <laughs> but, but, you know, maybe you get a chance to prove it in real life if you've got a game. Um, but, he, but he doesn't at the moment, which is a, a real shame. There's quite a lot of angst in Portugal about the fact that there's this enormous talent that Braga don't really seem either capable of or inclined to uh, develop. Um, what they're about and what they've been about since, as we said, in 2011, uh, they've got to the Europa League final is not really about developing players, but reconditioning and reusing. And, you know, that's a big thing in Portuguese football anyway. But, you know, there, 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 is, there is talent in there. I think you look at, um, particularly I, I look at Francesco in, in, in midfield, um, Wilson Eduardo, who's, who's, who's got plenty of uh, pace in the, the final third. And now they've brought back in uh, Ahmed Hassan to replace Diego Sosa as, as the centre-forward. So, you know, they've, they've got some physical power there. Um, they've, they've got some pace as well and some trickery in the, in the final third. But I think it's quite noticeable that in the opening weeks of the season, and this is where there will be a question mark over Sapinto and his ability to manage them for success. The two good teams they've played so far, uh, they lost the sporting and are absolutely thrashed at home by Benfica. So for me, Wolves are favourites for both of these games. Uh, the other team in the group are Slava and Bratislava from Slovakia. Uh, obviously, their uh, away game for that's going to be behind closed doors because of a UEFA sanction. But look at these three teams on paper. The, on paper, fans would say Wolves could probably get out of this group. Is that a reality? 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, for, for me, Wolves win the group, Bajitas finish second. Um, like I said, it's, it's kind of hard to say because we're waiting for Bajitas and Braga to develop a little bit, to see what they're going to become. And for them, and especially for Bajitas, keeping pace with the leaders is, is, is the most important thing. Um, I tend to think with those couple of bad results that Braga have had at the start of the season against big teams, they're going to need to do something in Europe. Pinto is going to need to do something in Europe because Antonio Salvador, um, he's no, uh, the president, he's no small team president. If he feels that the team's not going in the right direction, he will not hesitate to sack coach. So Pinto, I think, needs to do something against Bajitash and, and Wolves in this, in this group if he's to give himself time to, to, to work and, and really develop that team. You know, it's, it's something we talked about before when we were talking before the draw about the fact that what Wolves have been able to do ever since they were up from the, the, the championship is gradually leading signings. Um, I think it's, it's a different situation for Braga and Bajitash because they're having to not just have new coaches, but have a, a tactical rethink and a rebuild without a few key players. And in the case of Brigitte's key personalities as well, when you look at Medell and Quaresma, I think there's quite a strong sporting case for getting rid of both of those players. But what they mean inside the dressing room is, is something different, and that will leave a gap that players like, say, Donald Govino, the um, Ukrainian defender, uh, Croatian defender, he is going to have to step up and, and, and fill that gap and and lead the team. Now, the Wolves aren't lacking leaders. They're not lacking stability. And just to put it into financial terms for a minute, you look at Braga, for example. I mean, you know, we all know what clubs get for, for being in the Premier League in terms of television money. Braga are currently in a deal that pays them 100 million euros for their TV rights for 10 years. So they get less in 10 years than the team that's wow, got in the okay. Premier League. That's in one year. Now, I know that's not everything. You know, Wolves have proved it. it's, it's not just about money. It's about planning. It's about strategy. It's about stability. It's about having the right coach and the right people in the board who are, who are going to make the transfers and all that sort of stuff. But on the other hand, it does tell you that Bajitash and Braga are not only having to rethink, they're having to do it with limited resources. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 